0: Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for Mohammed sleepy shaker i am matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom what's going on buddy Uh, i'm good man what's going on with you not not a whole lot not a whole lot this is weird we don't have kava today yeah first time for everything right right so if you happen to be at low tide watching this and you want to bring us kava we'll be eternally grateful um (laughs) If not, I guess I kind of understand it's really way out of the way. Um, We're like three blocks from yeah, them. Yeah, I was going to say it's only three blocks for those of you who don't know <laughs> where we record. Um, so, yeah. It's We've, also a chance to get on the show. It is a chance to get on the show. You could be on Facebook. Which,
1: now that I think about it, John Sterner usually listens
0: and... If he and he's always wanted to be on the show. That's a good point. So <laughs> So if John Sterner wants to be on the show, right now is his chance. <laughs> uh so I saw you Wednesday and uh what's been going on the last two days? Anything good? Um uh, no man, just uh hanging out. Yeah? Yep. Do you binge watch like a lot more Star Trek?
1: Yeah, I finished it. Did you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And then I started Deep Space 9. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to take a, a I would like to take a quick moment and wish a very happy birthday to my nephew who is 10 years old today.
1: Happy birthday, nephew. Yeah,
0: little little Zolani. I guess he's not so little anymore. He's like coming up on me. Like he's He's getting pretty tall, but uh yeah. where does this nephew live? He lives in Philadelphia,
1: oh, cool dude, yeah,
0: so uh he based on our stats, he does not listen to us, <laughs> but uh I do still want to wish him a very happy birthday and hope that he is having just a fantastic day, yeah, 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 that's wow, right. So happy birthday, Zolani. And I will Zolani, is that the name? Yeah, Zolani. That's a weird name. Yeah. <laughs> like Zuri. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so hopefully I uh, see you this sometime this summer. I don't know if I will. Um but maybe I will. I don't know. Somebody here with a kava? No, it's not somebody with kava. It is, oh, it's it is a right re- it's our regular uh it's our regular guest. <laughs> It's our regular in and out guest is going to be walking in in just a moment, so let's all uh, get ready to give Mr. Ken Hoyumpa from Grassroots Cava House Here he is downtown again. St. Pete. <laughs> let's give him a hand, everybody. Here's Ken. <laughs>
1: we should just grab, we need to put a, sh- a chair out for you now. Uh, no. <laughs> I'll come sit in. I would love to have
0: you sit in on the show one time
1: say that some people would not agree with my thoughts but that's okay
0: a lot of people don't agree with our thoughts but it's okay yeah. I'm
1: more than happy for other people to disagree it makes me feel like I'm doing something right in my life absolutely <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> you guys couldn't see it but the look on his face when he walked in was oh god I did it again <laughs> Isn't nah
1: that's fine <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, do you do anything this week no, I mean I've just been at work a lot. Uh I went to Muddy Water, T Kava and T I don't know their full name. Okay. I went there on Thursday, hung out until two thirty in the morning or something like that. And then last night I was just up at low tide until one thirty, two o'clock and I'm almost done watching The Office again. Yeah. So, so. I mean I really haven't been doing a whole lot. Yeah. Uh went and went to a bookstore, which is just a weird experience now, since you can just get everything delivered to your house, Um, and bought a couple of books by Chuck Palahniuk, and I bought the novel Trainspotting, which is a very weird book to read, because the entire thing is written in Scottish dialect, Mm. so not just using Scottish slang, but the entire book is in dialect. Yeah. So you're looking at a word and you're like, what is this word? And then when you say it out, like if you read the sentence out loud, how it's written, you actually sound like you're talking Scottish. (laughs) It's very, it's very strange. And I'm beginning to learn the translation of Scottish dialect to English words or Americanized words. And it's, I'm going, okay, that's what that means. That's what that means. And so I'm almost beginning to read it normally. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 a dark book. It is so <laughs> twisted. It's bizarrely funny, and I feel a little dirty about liking it so much.
1: Yeah. Um, well, actually, well, speaking of books, um, I've been thinking, and we should probably, uh, put a a list out on our website on uh, um
0: books that people should read.
1: Yeah, essential like libertarian primers that they should read and articles because there's a lot of uh really good articles especially written by people like you know Rothbard and Mises and um Friedman that we can put out there um I've been thinking about that for probably for a few days now um so we'll uh we'll try to put that out too yeah pretty interesting for people to look at if they don't know what they want to read. Cause I've been asked before what good books to read are. Right.
0: Um, uh, I did, did you, you did watch my short little two minute single mm-hmm. thing where I was testing all the equipment to make sure everything worked. Yeah. Um, did you, uh, did you catch the part about the, uh, one of my friends, Bethany from Nashville sent me an article and said she'd like to see a podcast on the subject. Mm. Um, the book that that article is based on is called the three languages of politics by Arnold King, uh, which I recently purchased and have on my Kindle. Um, but I think that, uh, we should read that. And because Bethany and her husband, Brett do a lot for me. So I want to do this podcast for them since they, yeah, since she asked. Uh, but we need to read that book. It's short. It's only like 140 pages or something like that. Okay. Yeah, but I think that we should do that and uh, we should do that and do a uh, maybe like a Wednesday podcast on it. Yeah. If for, that works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, cool. we can do that. Good deal. Good deal. Um, so, yeah. Getting into it today, we're going to start with one of the main topics that people have been talking about recently. Um, it's kind of been a thing for the last, Two years-ish, I would say, where it's become mainstream, that people have known what this is and have begun talking about it and debating it, Yeah, and, uh, and that is net neutrality, mm-hmm. and we all know that a couple of years ago, net neutrality became a hot-button topic, and people started... Uh, kind of worrying about it, and they're worried that Comcast or Spectrum or I can't think of any others off the top of my head right now, uh, would eventually make it where websites like I don't know uh, the Muddied Waters of Freedom dot com, mm-hmm. where you can buy Muddied Waters of Freedom gear, uh, <laughs> would have to pay extra in order to be in the quote unquote left lane of the internet and people were against that idea and they wanted equality for all websites to be able to have free and easy access to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's come up again because there has been talk that the Trump administration is going to be rolling back some of these Obama, Uh, era regulations on the internet where they made the internet a public utility and it is now under the watchful eye of the fcc
1: yeah and a lot of that net neutrality stuff was around the same time that was being talked about and a lot of those different scary bills (laughs) right um but yeah so they're talking about getting rid of Net neutrality, which is,
0: for some reason, scaring a lot of people. It is it's is scaring a lot of people. And my thing on it is, up until two years ago, the internet was a free and open place, mm-hmm. uh, and there was no issue. There was zero issue. Nobody had any issue. It, like there, nobody had a problem with what how the internet was being run. Mm-hmm. And then that just. The way I saw it anyway is it kind of came out of nowhere that it was all of a sudden like, oh, wait, all these Internet service providers can decide who gets faster Internet speeds for their websites. And they're going to have to pay more like for the for the best of my knowledge. Yeah. And I've been using the Internet a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much as long as anybody else who was alive when the internet came out. Um, but to the best of my knowledge, like that has never been a problem. There's never been a time in which an internet service provider, with the exception of a uh, cell, phone, cell phone company, uh, cell phone providers, uh, they did it because it d- would slow down the bandwidth to the entire cell network. Yep, Which... That's different. Right. That's different. Different infrastructures. Right.
1: Which is... going to be part of this
0: right but the way to the best of my knowledge no internet service provider has ever intentionally slowed down another a a website because they didn't pay them enough in their mind
1: yes yeah um and you're right um, the the uh it came out of nowhere thing and a lot of people are taking up a lot of these arguments for it that you keep hearing it did come out of nowhere um it's it came from the same people that uh when when i, I always talk about the regulation of um, vaping um a lot of the a lot of the proponents of vaping bans some of them that have been vaping who also happen to be proponents of just regulations in general um, <laughs> literally a lot of them have told me uh, like my friend Josh, uh, he he said, "Well, everybody else has to be regulated because of X, Y, and Z. So obviously, the vaping companies have to be um, regulated as well. Even though we've had at least uh, ten years of vaping without any regulations, everything was fine. Nobody was r- nobody was dying because a company was trying to intentionally kill somebody." um
0: and and it wouldn't make sense for a company to intentionally try to kill somebody
1: yeah it wouldn't but uh same thing the vaping uh, industry had been around for a decade and it was fine nobody ever talked about trying to cut down on it uh or trying to regulate it until it just came out of nowhere probably because of certain um legitimate health concerns that were then co-opted by something like the tobacco companies um, because vaping cuts into tobacco um but it's it's really it's the same thing here where it's it's just a self regulation thing where uh the monopolies and the really big internet companies want. Net neutrality because it takes competition uh, out of out of the whole equation, so they don't have to compete as much. If everybody has to just be lazy and maintain their monopolies on the places they're at, right? Uh, because how it is right now is every most Americans have most Americans have only about one. Or two options at the most
0: I was gonna say where where I am here that that's not for all of this area, uh but where I am here, I have one option for an internet service provider yeah I yeah. can I can only get spectrum now, if I go like maybe six seven eight blocks that way, I can get uh spectrum Verizon or wow, but where I am right here, I can only have spectrum and if if spectrum were to start doing like charging people extra and, you know, let's say Netflix, which I watch a lot of, Mm -hmm. if Netflix were to not pay spectrum, the premium, I don't think that spectrum would slow them down because granted, I still have to pay for spectrum. But as I have learned from uh, hanging out at, Uh, people's houses who don't have internet I can do a hotspot on my phone and stream Netflix perfectly fine Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah I've done that yeah
0: no I've totally yeah I I do that often but we uh, so if they were to do that I would just start using my phone as a hotspot a lot more often I have unlimited data it's on the Verizon network and like I can do Netflix seamlessly Mm mm-hmm Without any issue. So if Spectrum were to start being dicks, I, mean, I would just cancel them and start just using my phone as a hotspot.
1: Yeah. And and that's part of the issue is that there's not a lot of competition anyways, uh, or should I say already, compared to how many companies we used to have 20 years ago. And then going further back and back, there used to be more companies um, that were out, out-regulated from the market and bought out and shut down because of a variety of reasons. And they just couldn't be a... It, it, it's kind of like looking at water and power companies, how they're the most regulated, some of the most regulated out of all the industries we have today, and we only have one power comp and one water company, really. Um, and uh, what, what net neutrality n- now has been forcing these some of these companies to do is making it where they don't have to go out of their way to upgrade their infrastructure, which is, compared to other parts of the world, severely outdated. And they've had to ask different people to pay into an infrastructure or some cities have had to just go out of their way and upgrade their own infrastructure for their own needs. So places like Chattanooga have built their own networks. Right. Um, There's a company in California. It's very small. It's called uh, monkey brains (laughs) and they come out. You pay a fee of like $250 um and they they install some wireless equipment um they they have like uh it it's it's fiber too fiber optics and once you pay this initial fee, you pay a smaller fee of thirty dollars a month or something like that for some really fast internet but typically stuff like not net- not net neutrality but other regulations on Starting companies is what keeps competition so low. So the problem with internet speeds, because we have some of the slowest internet in the world, is so is not because is because of the problem that I forgot who said it. It was it might have been Mises. Um, how the government? I'm paraphrasing here, but the government sees a problem and presents a solution that makes it worse and so they have to then give us another solution right that tries to fix it right um so the government made a problem by overregulating these companies and because of that they had to come out with net neutrality um because you know like i said before i assume that not everybody in the government is bad, and they're, some of them are just misguided. So may, the net neutrality thing could be a legitimate, someone's legitimate idea of fixing internet problems when the actual problem would be to roll back a lot of the regulations that keep um, ISPs from having to compete with each other.
0: Right. And one of the, thing, okay, one of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of companies like uh Facebook, Twitter, Netflix, Pornhub they they are all in support mm. of uh the internet being considered a public utility. Yeah. These are, you know, four major websites that I just rolled off. Now, if Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, some other big bank We're all in support of some banking bill. Everybody who is supporting net neutrality would be no. They're just trying to hold the little guy down. Yeah. But these four companies that pretty much every one of our listeners use, Mm -hmm. including Pornhub. Yeah. Uh, every one of our listeners uses them, and you know most of the people out there who support net neutrality use them, and they're like, oh no, it's fine. We're with these companies. It's okay. They want what's best for us. But they aren't seeing it the same way that they would if it was for banks. Yeah. And all these companies are doing are looking at the government in order to, in my mind anyway, in order to somehow make it harder for other startups to begin, which is the same thing that I see banks doing whenever they're in support of another, whenever they're in support of some banking bill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. And data should, in my opinion, going to free market solutions, data should be allowed to be treated differently, depending on who's paying for it. So if a company wants to pay more to have faster internet, they should be able or I'm sorry, fast, more bandwidth for their data. You should. They should be able to do that, right? You know, and uh, an email that is only a couple of, depending on how long it is, kilobyte or one or two megabytes, even if it involves no pictures, um, shouldn't be treated the same way um, a competitive League of Legends game should be treated. You know, they right. should. They should have. They're. They're to, They're. Two different types of data, and obviously there's a lot a lot
0: more to it. Uh, even the USPS, the socialist USPS, yeah. they treat mail differently, and you have to pay for different speeds for mail to yeah. get places. Yeah. You have your overnight, you have your whatever the i don't even know the difference. i think yeah. it's standard and i typically use ups or yeah. fedex so I don't, here. I, yeah i don't really know um but they have this yeah they've got the standard they've got the overnight they've got the expedite. whatever and you have to pay for those different speeds yeah so i don't really see where the difference lies here like the the united states postal service could be considered a public utility Mm -hmm. up until the internet. It was our main way of getting things delivered to people. Yeah.
1: But it wasn't enough.
0: No, it wasn't. And and that's 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 a good
1: argument. Yeah. Like it wasn't enough. And that's why different companies like UPS and FedEx uh, came out to take advantage of this problem with shipping that the government wasn't able to do and gave us faster standard rates more secure standard rates not losing your stuff you know standard rates and then even faster delivery by and by buying airplanes of their own cargo planes and moving um well and trucks obviously and moving uh pro- um, packages all over the country and i guess the world right Don't, yeah. yeah um all over the world, uh, especially in this country, uh, faster than
0: the USPS ever could. Right. Much faster than the USPS ever could. The USPS had to change how they did their business because of these companies. Yes, yeah. I find it funny that the guy who created FedEx in his business class in college presented his business plan for FedEx to his teacher, and the teacher said, "This will never work." There's a USPS, mm. and I think he failed. That I think that project failed. Yeah, I, I think he got enough on it. Um, and then he was like, "Well, no, screw you. I'm going to do this anyway." <laughs> and then it's become the number one or number two. I'm not really sure which yeah. one it is, but the number one or the number two uh, delivery service in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just—I mean—that's free market free market thinking versus socialistic thinking Mm -hmm. it's like no the government's already got that handled no I'm gonna do it better yeah and he did Mm -hmm. because I would use FedEx every single time over the post office yeah yeah so the actually I use UPS more because the UPS stores are like right there yeah
1: well so so the, the the market was able to fix a lot of problems that the government wasn't fixing like making sure your packages weren't lost and getting your packages actually on time and not losing it and, uh, insurance. Um, and so imagine then the shipping business industry was, which I'm sure someone has made this argument before was regulated just like this net neutrality stuff is where, FedEx, well, we're, we're basically all private um, transportation type companies had to meet the same rates as the USPS and the same shipping speeds as USPS. Basically killing competition in that industry and making it completely pointless for them even to be around anymore because now they're just an extension of the failed policy that they were meant to, uh, that they were meant to fix anyways. So the problem looking at it that way, the problem seems to be overregulation of the ISPs and we need to make it easier for people to start their own networks um, for different people you know f- for different companies, different municipalities, cities, however you want to do it, right, just to build up their own infrastructure uh and increase competition amongst those companies absolutely
0: yeah. absolutely and since we all saw how the government run the government run uh post office was not very well run, right they made fun of it on Cheers for those of you who watch that show in the 80s. Uh, they made fun of it constantly. Mm-hmm. They, there was an episode where Cliff Clavin, and I'm going to paraphrase the crap out of this. Cliff Claven said, I could throw your mail in the sewer and spit on it, and I would still have my job tomorrow. You can't do that with FedEx. Yeah. Because he and he said you gotta get a government job because it's got the best job security of any job out there,
1: pretty much. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then FedEx, you know, FedEx and UPS and all the DHL and all those companies started coming around, and then they were like, "Oh crap, we need to we need to fix our model, and we need to fix it quick."
1: Yep. 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 And yeah. Um, crap. What was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Same thing with, like, airline companies. Uh, the TSA, everybody knows the TSA, a lot of their workers um, have been misplacing people's stuff in their pockets and and stealing them. Yep. Um, but airline companies themselves wouldn't be caught dead doing that. And if one of their workers were to be caught doing that, that person would be punished immediately. Um, without needing the whole red tape of going through petitioning the government to find out who did it and then to put through a practice and, and different ways to fix the problem of TSA workers stealing. Uh, a company like United would have fixed all of those problems right away if somebody had been caught doing that. Probably by just firing the person. Right. And then also maybe giving out monetary compensation. Um, The private industry is able to, or the, the private market is able to generally give us a better product for our money than the government
0: does. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which I find it funny that you're going to love this segue. I find it funny that so many people are. Uh, I know so many people our age who will call FedEx or UPS to get packages picked up, delivered. uh, will order through them, whatever, but they will not and not go to the post office because mm. they don't like the way the post office is run. They're afraid their packages will get lost. It's not as efficient. It's not as whatever, but. They all support government subsidized health care, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, the g o p is just screwing up in Congress right now, <laughs> yep, <laughs> because, as we all remember, the g o p has been running for years, saying that if we get the House, the Senate, and the white House we will we will get rid of Obamacare. But the new bill that they have in the Senate is just an extension of Obamacare. It's not getting rid of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they're keeping a lot of the um, entitlement stuff. They're keeping a lot of... And the bailout
0: stuff. And the bailout stuff. And and the taxes.
1: Yeah, because they want to put in a $200 billion... It's like a bailout fund, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. More or less.
0: yeah. And we'll get to this later, but it's not in in my mind, and I'm 100% certain in your mind as well, it is not the government's job to bail companies no. out. That can be done differently, and we'll get to that later. <laughs> but the, uh, the GOP, in pure GOP hypocritical fashion, in the latest bill, has exempt in the law has written in an exemption that lawmakers uh lawmakers are exempt from compliance from the Obamacare rules. Is that him? Is that him? Is that who you're talking about? Well he uh Ted Cruz added an amendment to change that. But insurance companies are against that amendment because it <laughs> because it would then Allow insurance companies to not sell Obamacare regulation uh, insurance policies. And the major insurance companies are like, wait, no. Then smaller companies can begin selling non-Obamacare insurance policies Mm -hmm. and people will... Obviously, buy those because they'll be cheaper and they'll be more manageable and they'll be fit for what you want mm-hmm. as opposed to your gold, silver, bronze plan. Yeah, and I could just get uh, what's it called? Travesty insurance, I can't remember what the actual term of it is. Um, yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, I could just get that, or I could just get like the bare minimum, like one doctor visit every six months kind of a thing, because mm-hmm. that's all I go to the doctor anyway. Plus, if something bad happens, I can go to a hospital. That's all I want. Yeah. I don't need 700 doctor visits a year and you know, X amount off of medication. I don't have pre existing conditions, I don't have uh, lingering health problems, I don't have anything going on right now. But I need insurance just in case I have to go to the hospital,
1: yeah, it's like uh it's like it's like treating the um auto industry and collisions the same way Obamacare is trying to treat the the problem of health insurance where. Uh if you don't have insurance on a vehicle you're an uninsured motorist. Right. And you're fucked. But the other person's probably fine. Right. Um you might have to what happens if you get into an accident without car insurance? I mean, other than you being fucked, does the government actually does I mean you get you might get a ticket, right? But that's it. You get um, a ticket for not having insurance? I think it depends on
0: the state. Yeah, I think it depends on the state. Um, I know that, in and this may have changed since I left Virginia, but you used to be able to pay a one-time fee to say, I don't have insurance. And if you got into an accident, you were civilly liable, mm-hmm. but not criminally. So you could pay, I think it was 500 bucks.
1: I kind of like that.
0: Yeah, and then everything was on you. That means if you got into an accident, that person could sue you for everything you had. Yeah. That being said, if you don't have insurance, is that, you don't have a lot.
1: <laughs> that hasn't, Does that have anything to do with uh, who's at fault?
0: I, like if the other person's at fault? If the other person is at fault, it would then fall under their insurance. Yeah. But you would have to be the one working with the insurance company as opposed to your insurance company working with the insurance company. Yeah which I'm willing to pay my insurance just so like when I got into my accident in January, I called my insurance company and they handled everything. Of course. Yeah. So, but
1: obviously that's not, not everyone would be like that.
0: Right. But yeah, of course. But yeah, that's the, uh, that's where that's how that one,
1: that's, that's actually pretty awesome.
0: I feel like we should be doing that here. Um, but I would imagine with as many uninsured drivers as there are in Florida, There's got to be something like that happening.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I I don't know either. Because I really just now kind of thought about the whole collision thing because what Obamacare does, if we apply that to vehicles, was I get in a collision with my car and I'm an uninsured driver. um, So I go to GEICO now or USAA and I now ask them to for some insurance on my car to fix it. Right. Which is what pre existing conditions does by keeping that in as its own mandate that you can stay off of insurance until you need it basically. Um, so you get in a car accident and you get a USAA but right now what happens is they'll say no. Everybody will say no because your car is broken and we're not going to be able to cover that, basically. Let's say it's something simple like scratches on the vehicle. They'll say no. I mean, they might say yes, but we're not covering that. Right. But what Obamacare would do is, yeah, they have to now take you in and fix that car. So if you have a existing condition... And you go in with now, Obamacare says now you have to start treating me. So, what car companies or I'm sorry, car insurance companies now would have to do is to raise their premiums to make up for everybody that's uninsured that will most likely be coming for them to get insurance once they get into an accident, right? Which is part of the reasons that part of the re part of part of the reason that. Obama or, or, uh, health care and health care insurance separately the, they're two different things which is why both of them have been increasing in price ever since Obamacare was implemented because now you had a lot of people that over time that haven't been paying into this big pot g- jump into the system and expect rightfully so treatment because they're now paying for it and that's without the without anybody really seeing it coming it's 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 a it's a scarcity problem it's hard being a doctor me- mentally especially um you see it's such a multifaceted problem that's why it's hard to it's hard to talk about one part of the economy without talking about other parts of the economy uh but the problem of nurses uh doctors and other healthcare providers and the amount of training needed to become one and the amount of training needed to pass the board and to get certified even after your education whether you know what you're doing or not and then that goes into the amount of people even getting in there and why it's so hard and so expensive. So why aren't there enough people going to school? Is it because it's expensive? So how much, how many more schools do we need to build that are aimed at medical training? Um, and then will people even be wanting to do it? Because a lot of times... People will think they like healthcare, but they but they don't. And if you don't like a job enough, after a while, you're just going to leave it. So unless you start forcing a lot of people... I mean, you can do it with incentives, obviously, but we, we all know how ba- bad incentives are. Giving a false incentive for someone to be something, uh, you start creating a bubble there. Um, but unless you start doing incentives or forcing people to undergo medical training you're going to keep having this shortage um but then there's another problem the other the problem of medical technology and and, and pharmacology and new medis- medicine that's needed which takes us to socialism and how we have to basically be in control of every single thing and we all know how that ends up anyways having a big government control everything with with price controls, with wage control, um, with, you know, the output, input prices, uh, and the final product prices. We know what ends up happening when, when socialism takes over and then the economy collapses because you can just look at Venezuela, Cuba, and every other, every other socialist country. I'm talking legitimate socialist country out there. Right. Um, Not
0: those Scandinavian socialist countries.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because they're capitalist, right? They're just big welfare states. But actual socialism, you know. So you, you'd have to try to answer this healthcare thing by taking over everything. <laughs> Pretty much, it starts going into everything. But we, but we know that doesn't work. So what we have to do is free the markets and. Let the problem take care of itself and make it easier for people to do stuff rather than make it harder on them to do stuff like, you know, get an education or I'm not going to get into it again. I mentioned how there are a lot and I'm, I'm not the only one, but my buddy, mother buddy, Matt Newman, um, who was in the 173rd. Uh, he was a combat medic. Like it's a lot of people that have a lot of experience that they're not able to use. So right. you, you're always going to have a shortage with a lot of these stupid regulations in the way. And basically, it's it's impossible for one central entity to take care of every single problem that's getting in the way of healthcare for 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 people um it's it's not possible (laughs) to to think of every single thing without ruining everything every every other thing else right you know because prices are prices are a signal on the market and once you start playing with those signals the, the economy and uh, people in the people on the market won't know how to react to what's going on so once you say to be a nurse you, you know you can't charge them more than $25,000 for their training and expand that into every other thing that has to do with healthcare and then cascade all of that down into everything else that would be related to propping up this um, this training of all these new healthcare workers, so on and so forth, the market won't know how to respond to any of this. And things that should cost something else end up ruining what... Uh, whatchamacallit? End up ruining how the market would react to, to such a problem. Um, there's actually a great video on this by... Learn Liberty. It's at um Institute for Humane Studies. You, you might have heard of Learn Liberty. They make yeah, I've a lot of, of Yeah, they have a they have a website. Um they make a lot of great videos on, on political philosophy and economics. And they have a video on the problem of central planning and how that interferes with prices. And have I ever explained prices like on this show? Because I don't remember. I don't think you have. Um but this video explains prices and why prices are the most important signal on the market. That's, that's, that's how we, and I guess I can, I can talk about prices a little bit real quick, but prices are a signal as in when a product on the market is as free of a market as possible. And this involves a, Supply and demand curve. Okay, um, if you've taken like a macro or microeconomics class, or you can just easily look up some of some of these really basic economic concepts uh, on on YouTube or or anything. It doesn't have doesn't even matter what you're looking at because supply and demand is supply and demand. Doesn't matter if it's Austrian, Chicago, Keynesian, any of that. When When the price of a product increases, so basically you have a supply and demand curve. I wish I could draw this, or we had like a some kind of like live thing where I could just show them draw draw it somewhere. When the price of a product goes up, the quantity supplied will go up as well. So let's say that the price of Kava goes up which it is yeah then i'm as in by the shell
0: oh i thought you meant from the distributor no that's di-
1: that's different um that's that's the overall supply uh shifting which it's something else but as the price of a shell of Kava goes up the supply um will go up because more people will enter the market to take advantage of selling Kava because obviously it's profitable. Right. It's the idea behind why, uh, price gouging is legitimate because a lot of people don't like price gouging. But if you think about price gouging, we have a hurricane here in, in Largo that destroys a lot of things, which means now we have a lack of electricity and other stuff like that. So, a power generator that costs $500. I might run back to St. Pete where it's not as destroyed. Grab my two power generators, come down here and sell them for $3,000 each, which is like a huge markup. I'm making six times more than, than it costs just buying it. But there's a shortage here and I'm gouging the hell out of this, uh, out of my generators. Um, so what that does is it's a signal. The price of that just went up here in Largo. So what that ends up doing is now more people are going to want to take advantage, advantage of this. So, um, somebody else might come down right in front of me and start selling other power generators for 2,900. So but that's, that's, that's where this whole signaling thing comes in. The price is up which means right now at this place, this product is needed for whatever reason. Um, for in, in this example, a hurricane hit and we need more power generators. And and this problem keeps on going on. Uh, well, I'm, uh, this, this keeps on repeating until the price goes down enough because everyone's buying generators. And there's just a lot of people now that I, I can't sell at 3000. Well, by this point, it might go all the way down to like maybe 1500 or something. But by that point, there are also people bringing generators from Orlando and other parts of the state.
0: Right. It's just, it's that bad of a hurricane. <laughs> um, but I was going to say that we haven't had a hurricane actually hit here in like a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be a
1: bad hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's that's the whole point about behind price gouging and just prices in general is prices are a signal to the economy that, that something is happening somewhere and either you need more of it, or less of it. Right. And when you start messing with prices, the, econ- the market doesn't know how to react to it. It doesn't know if it's supposed to get this or not, which a lot of times means the government gives out in, in certain incentives for people to get that thing anyways, or, to, or just use force to change it. Um, so that's that's how prices could be used you know in the example of kava the generator anything that that's that's how prices are used as a, a signal when some when the price of something goes up it's heavily demanded so more people will attempt to supply it. but if you start using price controls to bring the price down and and doing all this other stuff it, the market won't know how to react yeah, and because I kind of suck at this, hopefully that was understandable, like how prices are, are a signal. Um, but if not, just just go to Learn Liberty or just go on YouTube and, and type in or go, go on Google. You might find something on Mises. Uh, go to the Mises Institute and look up price price signals or prices as signals yeah you, know, you, you there's a lot of articles on it there's a few videos on it it's easy to find and it would put a lot of things in perspective right on no, absolutely on 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 everything we were talking about today
0: definitely um
1: by the way I did read that ted cruz i read that he was okay with the whole obamacare thing well the g o p The GOP. Swamp care thing.
0: Yeah, the swamp care bill. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's okay with it. He just wanted to add. Yeah. He wanted to add the amendment that says that senators and uh, representatives have to follow the rules. And he was going to add in the amendment that uh, insurance companies could sell non-Obamacare policies. And that was where insurance companies were like, whoa, wait. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't do that. That that would just open it up way too much, mm-hmm. and that that's where the problem, in my mind, really lies. It's like these insurance companies are going, no, no, that's not cool. And I personally, I don't think they have enough to pass this bill anyway.
1: No, they they don't.
0: I don't think they do. It's right now. Well, the, the the Democrats won't pass it, and then you have mike lee and Rand paul and whoever decides to join them on it right now they have just enough to pass if they have one defection it will not pass but if this bill goes in you're going to need 60 and you're going to need 60 vote or if this amendment goes in sorry if this amendment goes in you're going to need 60 votes in order for it to uh be able to go through without filibuster and they're not going to be able to get to 60
1: no there's no chance and if they do, it's going to be the undoing of the Republican Party because they're elected by Republicans to get rid of it,
0: not to, not to modify it mildly yeah. and make it worse. In yeah. my mind, like it's yeah, it's, it's a bad law. They're going. They're
1: they're just they're just going further down government-controlled health insurance, right. which is what Obamacare is, um, which is the next step going towards single-payer health care. Um, but no, they were elected to do something and they're not doing it. And if they're not doing it, they're just like the Democrats and there'd be no point now for enough conservative support towards them anyways. It, it would This this would hurt them more than anything else, more than Trump by far.
0: Absolutely. yeah. I mean, the people who elected Trump The people who elected Trump elected Trump because they won. One of the reasons is they wanted to get rid of Obamacare. Some of the other reasons were, you know, immigration and whatever. Drain the swamp, clean it up, all that. But none of it's happening. And if if they do not repeal Obamacare, like they've been promising us since 2012, if they don't repeal Obamacare... It'll be a long time before a lot of those people, before Republicans get control of anything ever again. Yeah, true. And so much of what, so much of what the GOP law, what Obamacare did and what the GOP law is going to just embolden is that we are protecting insurance companies and we're making sure that they're they have what is necessary to continue growing and continue thriving as insurance companies when that shouldn't be the government's place. Mm -hmm. The the government should not be- Especially
1: when they have to tax $200 billion as a protection for them.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Right. The government should not be bailing out these companies. Such as- (laughs) I'm sur- I'm certain that you uh, saw this earlier this week or actually I know you didn't cuz I told you about it. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> yeah, but SoundCloud was uh reported that they had enough money to make it 50 days. They were going to make it to the fourth quarter of 2017 and that's it. Like they were going to be done. They laid off 40% of their staff.
1: That's and that's the backbone of this show. That's how it started. It yeah, is right exactly. Yeah.
0: We we still host the audio on SoundCloud. Yeah. I was starting to re out one. I was upset because we paid for the the high end membership for the year.
1: That's true, yeah. So we had, yeah, that was only seven months ago. I know that was
0: in January. Yeah. Um, we uh we paid for the high end membership for the year, so that way we could post as much as we wanted on it. <laughs> and I was like, oh crap! Or am I just gonna be out that money? Mm-hmm. Like, I w- I want to make sure that you know that's gonna be taken care of, or at least refunded the whatever. And plus. Am I going to have to download all of our episodes and re-upload to keep them yeah. to keep them and then re-upload them on something else? And so I was getting a little stressed. And then on Twitter yesterday, Chance the Rapper said. "Who well, I've never heard of. You've never heard of Chance the Rapper? No. I cannot name a single Chance the Rapper song. Not one. But I know a lot of people who like them. Yeah. <laughs> But Chance the Rapper posted, SoundCloud isn't going anywhere. And he personally bailed SoundCloud out. Now, Chance, like, I know a lot about Chance. Uh, Jordan is a big Chance the Rapper fan. And he's never been signed to a label. I'm pretty sure he gives away all of his music for free. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, you can just go and download it from iTunes or from SoundCloud or whatever. And or you can stream it on Spotify or yeah. you know, any of that. But he makes all of his money off of touring and his tours are huge. I he did one in Tampa uh three weeks ago, maybe, and it was packed. Like he makes a ton of money on touring. He is very philanthropic too. He's from Chicago. He's given a ton of money to uh Chicago public schools to help them continue to be open. Uh even Michelle Obama came out and gave him an award for being such a good hearted citizen towards Chicago. And yeah, now he's That's awesome. Oh yeah, no absolutely. And now he's coming out and he's personally gonna be the SoundCloud and technically the muddied waters of freedom savior <laughs> <laughs> because our podcast will continually continue to uh be able to be streamed the audio will be continue to be able to be streamed. Um and that is what is the backbone of a free market. Yeah. Right. How much was it? it? It's never been. It hasn't been reported yet. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it just came out like two days ago or three days ago is when they said SoundCloud had 50 days left. And then Chancellor rapper tweeted yesterday that uh, SoundCloud's not. He had a great meeting with the owner of SoundCloud, and then he tweeted later SoundCloud's not going anywhere for a long time. <laughs> nice Right and, and that It was done without government intervention
1: Is SoundCloud what built his career?
0: Yeah That's where he's, he was putting all of his music on SoundCloud And people started listening there Yeah And so like he felt that he needed to give back to the company That helped him become Chance the Rapper from Chicago Yeah um, Bobby who works at Low Tide uh, is from Chicago And he said he saw Chance before he was i mean he was Chance but before he was Chance the rapper yeah he was you know Chance the rapper from Chicago now yeah. he's Chance the rapper um but yeah so like SoundCloud is he found a company that he cared about that he liked and he wanted to thank for giving him all the success that he did so he donated money or however they worked out I don't know how they worked it mm-hmm. uh but he has bailed he personally has bailed out SoundCloud now you and i use soundcloud so and we pay for it so technically we're doing our own little bailout of it but my neighbors across the street or you know anybody who doesn't use soundcloud should not be held accountable for keeping soundcloud open mm-hmm. even though yeah. it hosts i don't even know how many members they have but let's just roughly say a million uh a million users uploading their own music yeah, or podcasts or whatever to SoundCloud. SoundCloud should not be kept open by the people who don't use it. Much like the government shouldn't be bailing out banks, auto banks, auto companies and health insurance, health, co- insurance, health insurance companies, uh, internet service providers, uh, or sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, without any government inf- intervention one person is saving an entire company yeah now if your company isn't good enough for that to happen you need to make your company better true or more necessary
1: because honestly if soundcloud is failing then they deserve to fail but if um chance the rapper had a meeting with the with the owner and for whatever reason they they may I'm sure they found out where their problems are, especially during this meeting. Right. Because he probably, he probably doesn't want to give them money and have them wasted. Right.
0: Well, I'm, so, I'm certain that whatever happened is yeah was done with a with a very business mind ethic. Yes. And yeah. not just here. Here's a bunch of money so you can stay open a little longer. I'm certain. It's of that. course. No, I want to make sure that you're going to be open forever. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a thing, um, but. That That is what the free market is about. Of course, yeah. That is what the free market is about. It doesn't take government bailouts. It doesn't take taxpayer money. It takes people who actually genuinely want something to be open. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the banks, they should have failed. The auto industry should have failed. All of it should have failed, and it should have started over from scratch. Yeah, I agree, yeah. And we should have never, ever heard the phrase, we had to use non-free market ideals to... Save the free market. (laughs) That was Bush, right? That was Bush. Yeah. Uh, We should never have heard that sentence, ever. Um, But, yeah. So, one, I would like to send a special thanks to Chance the Rapper for keeping our show. Thanks, Chance. Yeah, available. Um, But, yeah. Uh, our next topic, I don't actually know anything about it. You wrote it down, and I haven't heard, seen, or read anything on it. So, Well,
1: we're out of time anyways, so we can just tell our viewers
0: and listeners to just
1: think about it and maybe look it up. It's happened in California already. I'm sure it's happened in other parts of the country. I'm sure on the West Coast anyways. Um, but St. Petersburg, the city where I live, I live where we live, I guess, um, is now having talks about banning plastic bags from being used at shops. And I am of the opinion that this is going to hurt poor people and that it's a great policy at the wrong time. Look it up. Look what's happened. Come up with your own opinion um, maybe we'll hit up more on this, uh, the next show. Um, but we're up, we're over time anyways. Right. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, thank you all for listening. Remember you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash muddied waters of freedom on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom or on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. And you can get all of our stuff at muddiedwaters of including your own Muddied waters of freedom gear. Um, make sure that uh you like you share and you tell your friends about us, and we will we can't even do another bullet today. this is weird <laughs> I, I i feel so off today because we aren't doing the caba same here um oh man, I really thought John was pulling up right now <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. We do appreciate it and Remember where we're going. We don't need roads.